are listening to the Echo Church Podcast, and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. God is faithful, and He's kind, and He's good, and He hasn't failed me yet in all of the things that I've gone through. So this hard season currently, I may not see a way out or how it's going to get better, but I know from my past experiences that God is trustworthy. Welcome to a special podcast series here at Echo Church. This week, we are hearing from some of our local young adults what life has been like for them, ways to stay positive, and how to keep one foot in front of the other. Before we jump in, I just want to invite you to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. for our online services. I'm a tax accountant. A normal day for me, I have a normal work week still. I'm still going into the office. I wake up at five. I do my journaling and devotional and Bible time then. And then I go work out at six, which normally I would go to the gym. And now I just walk out to my living room. And then I get to work by eight and I work pretty long days, but those will hopefully be coming to an end here soon. I would say I am loving that a lot of my deadlines at work have been extended. And so I have a little bit of a lift in the stress level there, but I also have a lot of other things that are just kind of backfilling it. So it's pros and cons there. But another thing that I'm really loving is Sundays, just being at home and watching church. I have a roommate and we both go to different churches and we actually watch each other's services with one another. And so it's just been good bonding time for the both of us. And just having that day, we usually try and do some sort of activity, whether it's going for a walk or like last Sunday on Easter, we made cards of hope to drop off at St. Mary's and whatnot. So just something to have something to look forward to during your day. So I am 26 going off from everyone's age and I am an administrative assistant at Mayo in the development department. It's interesting because I'm getting both sides of it. I'm getting the institutional updates, but also fundraising has kind of been flipped on its head. We're not doing our typical fundraising. We're specifically fundraising for COVID-19 research and then the clinical side of things. So I specifically work in events and we aren't having any events in 2020. So we've completely shut them all down and that has changed what my workday looks like. So I'm super grateful that I'm able to telework full time now. So I am at home, which gives me peace of mind. But at the same time, I'm really bored. (laughs) I don't have a lot to do. And so that's made it hard to focus on my work and be able to really put in 100%. So yeah, my day looks really different, but I am loving the time that I'm able to be home. I'm looking at this as sweet time that I'm able to spend with my mom and my grandma that I wouldn't be able to have otherwise. I typically fill my schedule pretty full. And now that we have this time of slow, I don't have to do anything and I can just give them my undivided attention. That tests my patience sometimes, but I'm grateful that I have this time with my grandma as she is 90. So, but I do miss people a lot. I saw something on the internet the other day that said, 
I'm a homebody, but dang, I like to go one or two places. And I related to that so much because I am a homebody. I have just a small group of people that I like to spend time with, but I miss people. I just want to see faces and hear voices other than the ones in my house. Yeah, so a normal day for me is getting up at seven o'clock in the morning, getting ready for work. Work starts at eight, working all day from eight to five. And then after five, getting off work, going home, hanging out with the family. Routine wise, my schedule has stayed relatively the same. Being, you know, an essential worker at a financial institution, we, you know, have kept our normal business hours, if not, you know, extending our hours to better serve customers who can't go to the bank because banks are closed. So my my work schedule, what my typical day looks like has stayed pretty much the same throughout this whole process. Same routine, haven't really changed anything. I don't really have a different routine. It's just sometimes, you know, things will be different with work depending on, you know, volume of calls or, you know, amount of requests that are coming in for certain things going on right now. I'm a teacher. So right now my day-to-day We're doing distance learning, which is really, really weird. Very not like being in the classroom, but I usually just wake up and I have a little bit of a morning routine. So I'll do my devotionals as well in the morning and then just kind of relax. And then I usually start my morning off with a virtual meeting, either with my team or the whole entire staff at Bamber Valley. And then I'm literally just like, on my computer all day long, responding to kids, responding to parents, doing Google Meets calls, just doing distance learning. And it's been interesting. It's a little bit hard to help kids from over a computer. So that's been a little tough. But what I've been enjoying about this season right now is it's slower paced for sure, which I enjoy just kind of like taking things at my own pace, you know, being able to go up to the kitchen and have lunch or bake something while I'm like also simultaneously on the computer. But I do really, really miss my kids and that's been a huge challenge. I'm 23 and I'm a universal banker. So before this all happened, I worked about five days a week and now our lobby is closed. So we've cut back to two or three days a week for me working. So on my days that I'm not working, I get up and I kind of have my like morning routine where I get myself situated and I try to take my dog out on new trails on my off days. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise because one of the main things working in the office is I feel like I'm never outside. So this has really helped me get outside and do new things. I am 24 and I am a nurse. So my unit used to be mostly pulmonary and GI. So like, I like to say I'm a nurse from the shoulders to the toes, but unfortunately, or I guess fortunately, changingly, we have been transitioned to the COVID floor at my hospital. So work is very, very different. So where my schedule is fairly consistent from what it was, it's now no guests allowed in the hospital. All of my patients are COVID positive and they don't have any support with them. I also am coming in in like gowns and masks and this like hockey shield helmet thing, which like obviously I is important, but it like makes me feel so distant from my patients and like 
where I used to be able to like hold their hand or like have a conversation with them. Like now all I hear is my voice like ringing back in my own ears <laughs> from this like plastic shield. <laughs> and um, it's, it's whatever, it's fine. <laughs> but, and it's, it's very draining sometimes just having to put so much on to take care of my patients. And then I live in a house with three other nurses and all of us are COVID floors. So coming home now from work is no longer like when you get home, like, oh, we're going to eat dinner and we're going to like lounge around. It's like you get home and you go straight to our our like laundry room and put your scrubs straight in there and you have to take a shower in this shower and we clean the shower every day and like it's like a very mechanical process now so that we don't get each other sick so that we can continue to help our patients. But when I'm not at work, my day looks very similar to what it would be before. I sleep in way too late, like two or three in the afternoon and stay in my pajamas all day, which is nice. I'm, I'm kind of loving that. And um, I'm really enjoying cooking more with my roommates. We're being a lot more intentional about like what we're eating and can't go out as much. So that's, you know, kind of a bummer. And then we're doing like really interesting um, like events at my house to try and stay active. So the other week we had like a 15 event Olympics <laughs> and it like consisted of everything from like Mario Kart to like croquet and like anything in between that you can think of. So it's been really cool to hear or to like use our creative juices to like stay sane. That's awesome. I love that. Who won the 15 Olympic event? Oh, I did. Yeah, I won that. <laughs> I came up from behind. I was in fourth place for the first seven events. And then I like won three of them. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> what you're feeling is valid. Like whether you think, yeah, the whole world is going through it. Like I still like each of your feelings and your transitions is still valid. You know, like what you said, Jamie, we're all thrown into the fire and that's okay. If your life, you might think that it looks the same as everyone else's, but it doesn't, it's still unique to you and your situation, your circumstance. And so like looking at what your life looks like now versus what it did before. And then I would hope that we can like bring encouragement to people that are listening to the podcast of like, they're not alone. Cause I think it's so easy to tell ourselves that we're just like alone or we can't, we can't feel like it's hard, but it is okay if it is hard. I guess just to bring a little bit of hope because like on the news, you know, all we see are the, the people, the COVID patients that are dying. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, not to laugh. That was like a nervous laughter. Yes. But, no, I, nervous laughter a lot is happening right now. <laughs> but like, are you seeing everybody dying or can you reassure us that they're not? <laughs> yeah. So in my little bubble of COVID, all I can say is, so my unit is a non-ICU unit. So the patients that are on my unit are positive without needing intensive care, but they still need hospitalization. And I have not had one pass on me and I've been able to discharge all of them that have come to our floor once they're healthy and stable and we're seeing that people are making recoveries and there are people who aren't and that's like the reality of it like any illness whether it's the COVID whether it's the flu like there are people that aren't going to be able to fight it 
And that's just real. And that's just what happens. And it's not fun, but it's part of my job. But I have seen so many positive cases and being able to like send people home and like while on restrictions and not at their hundred percent, but like feeling so much better and like having hope about it. Like they're like watching the news about all this COVID stuff and they have it. And like, it's just like this really crazy mental game that all these patients are having right now. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, what do we do with like, what do we do with the information that's getting? But I like feel better. So they like kind of feel guilty that they feel better, but it's also, it's just so positive. Um, And we try and keep it as positive as we can on the floor and like laugh and joke with our patients and bring them ice cream and like anything that we can do to like brighten their day. That's such a nice visualization of like, it's normal, but it's not, you know? Yeah. It's like, we try and make it as normal as possible while looking like the people from the like exterminators from Monsters, Inc. You know, those like yellow guys. (laughs) Like, we are in head-to-toe yellow, it seems like. And people are like, wow, you look like a beekeeper. Or, wow, you look like this. And I'm like, you know what? If we can joke about that, fine. Where's the hive? Like, let's go. So my grandpa was in the hospital when all this, like, happened. And, like, one of the biggest things, since we couldn't go and see him, the nurses is what, like, he'd call and be like, oh, I had this nurse. And she was, like, she said this joke today or she did that. And so, like, just like knowing that you're there means so much as like a family member who can't be there. So thank you. It, it really does mean a lot for like the family members that aren't able to be there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know it's so hard. I have a family member that's in the hospital too. And like, if I was in the hospital, I would love to have someone with me just sitting with me, like watching TV. And so we're all like acutely aware of that and like are really trying or like meeting family members outside of the hospital to get like blankets or like gifts or things for patients so that they have a little piece of something from home. It's been really, we've been trying really hard and we know it's hard for anyone who has family member in a hospital. We get it like, and we're trying to make them as comfortable and calm and try and do as many things that you would want to do as possible. It's been kind of like a battle is all I can say because nursing in general has its very taxing days and where you're just drained and you have nothing left and you're like, I can't, like I literally can't go back to work today. But with the addition of like not being able to see like family members and like not being able to just walk into a room and like have a patient see your smile or like like sit down and talk to your patient as much as you'd like to because you're like profusely sweating through like all of these layers of stuff it just is way more draining even though our patients are a little bit healthier a little bit more with it than what we usually see we usually have very very sick like needs a lot of help patients. And these patients are usually pretty healthy, but now have this thing that we're helping them through. But the hardest part is coming home and not getting a break. So usually like as nurses, we have a 20 minute after work rule where we can like complain or whatever about work or like just vent and process what happened during the day. But like 
we can't turn on the TV without hearing it or go on social media without hearing it. And all of us are the COVID floors in the hospital. So it's like we go to work, we have like a bajillion policy changes, we only take care of COVID patients, and then we come home and we continue to hear about COVID and then we go to bed and we wake up and it's COVID. So it's like very draining and we have to be very intentional to like disconnect and like just do something else. Did it take you a long time to get to that point of like your 15 event Olympics? Like, did you feel that strain amongst each other? Like, how did you get through that and know that you had to disconnect? It's always kind of underlying with us because it's really easy to just talk about work. Like, especially in this city, like there's so many healthcare workers. It's so easy to tell all of your nursing stories or whatever. So we kind of had started practicing it a little bit before this. I mean, but with this, it's it's more of just realizing that when we do have to stop talking about it, like I'll, I'll just tell my roommates like, hey, I, I'm tapped out. Like I'm going to, if you want to keep talking, I'm just going to go up to my room for a little bit, like do my own thing. Like I just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And like, we all just respect that when people are done. Like there are conversations we have to have and, and things like that to discuss COVID and, and what we're going to do. But we just have really started to respect each other in that way. And also like my roommates and I just have a lot of fun anyway. So like when we're like, we're in quarantine, great. We're going to like do Olympics. That sounds like a fun idea. Like that's, that's just what we do. So. Can any of the rest of you relate to that? Like communicating verbally that you need space or you're like done with the conversation? Like how does it apply or can you relate yeah, I think for my roommate and I, because she is a social worker in the emergency department, and so she sees a lot just on a normal day-to-day basis, and now with all of this, it's been really hard on her, and so we, like, especially if it's a day that we both have off and we're home now all day together, we try and, like, make a schedule, and then, like, we schedule in quiet time, like, we're both going to read or do our own thing and just have that time separate, because otherwise... I mean, we totally get burnt out of each other and we're not afraid to say that. So (laughs) I live with my mom and my grandma. And so I'm overly protective of like what I'm exposed to as to not bring something back to my grandma because she's 90. But I've definitely had those conversations. She just naturally has the news on a lot. And so for the first few weeks, it was every day, listen to the governor's update at two and then whenever the president would go on and it was just too much. And I have really bad anxiety and it's only gotten worse through this pandemic. And so it just came to a point where I was like, we have to shut it off. Like we can't just watch the news constantly because nothing fruitful is coming from it. We know that it's out there. We know that people are sick and unfortunately people are dying. But right now I don't have the capacity to take all of that information in and hold it in my brain. Um, And so you kind of have to just put up a wall and protect yourself to get through while you're still sympathizing with others and feeling for what they're going through. You just can't let it get to you. So one of the things I really love right now about this is I've gotten to have a lot more family time. I just came back from college. So being gone four years, I feel like I've missed out on a lot. And my brother is going to college this fall. And so we've all been home more and having family night and like games and having dinner together. So I've really loved that time. I would say the one thing I miss the most would be community. 
you know, helping lead a young adult group at Echo Church and, you know, being involved at Echo on Sundays, you don't realize how much you look forward to church and how much you look forward to these hangouts that we have on Friday nights, you know, when it's all taken away from you so quick, you know, you start to really realize how, you know, valuable and how important it is to be able to have community and and to see the people you love and to walk through life and, you know, do life with other, you know, individuals who are on the same journey as you. Yes, we can still connect through, you know, social media and and FaceTime, but, you know, there's just an aspect of it that's not the same unless you're in person. So that's, that's definitely what I've been missing the most during this time. One thing that I miss though is seeing my friends and extended family and I loved to go get coffee or go out to dinner and just talk about how their day is going and what's going on in their life. And it's just not the same over a screen as it is in person. So I'm excited to be able to go and do that with them. My entire family and like some of my closest friends are like 12 to 14 hours away. So like where we're used to having the distance, it's very, very challenging now as I had weekend trips planned to go visit people and things like that. And Michigan's like in full lockdown. So I like won't be able to see my family for about eight months now. And like, I can only talk to them over FaceTime and my like best friends from college, like we're all over the country and we were going to have a reunion in June and we can't do that anymore. So it's just like, it's, I love being here and like being able to use technology to see people, but I'm such a like in-person, like people, like I want to give you a hug. I want to like touch your arm while we're t- like, it's so, so challenging. I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird transition and now it feels more normal, but it's so uncomfortable at the same time. Before this all happened, I was like, I mean, I'm still burnt out, but like just being a first year teacher, I was burnt out, like so anxious. Like, I feel like I just was living in a way that I just like, it was hard for me to like wake up in the morning, even just like, wow, I cannot face today. Like, this is just too much. I need a break. And so now (laughs) I'm like, I want to go back. Like I would go back to that to see my kids faces and to like, see people and to go somewhere other than this room that I sit in for eight hours a day, you know, 12 hours a day, even sometimes. So I think I would just tell myself that. I was thinking about it earlier in in Proverbs 19. It's many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose prevails. And like, I feel like I've just been reminded again and again right now, even just with, we actually did officially decide to cancel our wedding as originally planned. So it's official. So we're going to go from like 250 people to like 40. (laughs) And, but like, like the Lord has like, I know there's purpose in it. And even just like with the uncertainty of teaching right now and just being really sad, like I know there's purpose in it and there's, there's beauty that can be found in it. And I feel like I've just been almost forced to think about what matters the most, which is the people that I'm closest with, you know, the people within my home right now and, and my fiance and, you know, like more than ever, I feel like that's just been really real for me, I guess right now. So 
the decision to cancel your wedding plans, like, did it come with a lot of like arguments or you and your fiance on the same page, like cried about it? Or you feel a little bit of relief? Like, I mean, I just can't imagine having to make that decision, you know? Yeah, it was actually, I think we both just feel a lot of peace about it miraculously, which is awesome. There wasn't any, like, we just kind of were on the same page. And there is a little bit of relief just in the way of, I don't want to follow through planning something this big, knowing that I could be harming people. Like, you know, if at that time COVID is still going around, but we're able to gather, like, and somebody gets it at the wedding or, you know, like, for the sake of people's safety, like, I just didn't feel comfortable following through. So in that way, it is a relief. But at the same time, you know, you anticipate this day for forever. And Hayden and I have been together for like eight years. So it's just like one of those things we've been talking about for a long time. And now it's here in like two months and we're not doing it. (laughs) So it's just like, whoa, what is going on? But at the same time, we feel a lot of peace. So it's a really weird, really, really weird. I don't know. That's all I can describe this season. It's just weird. No, that makes sense. I'm glad you have that peace though. And you know, it would be one of those things. It's like, well, why did we wait? But you, you, you can't predict the future, you know, like there's no way any of us could have predicted this. Going off what Catherine just said is you can't predict the future. And so you can't keep yourself from doing the things that you want to do. And so like, thankfully, I feel like I realized that in my life a year ago. And so I actually did a lot of things that I wanted to do last year. I did travel and just a lot of fun things. And so I'm glad that I did them. And now I really miss having that opportunity. (laughs) I had a trip in May coming up that I was very excited for. And I was talking with a friend about like the stages of grief with COVID. Cause at first I was totally in denial. I was like, this is not going to hit us. This is not going to affect us. I'm not going to worry about it. And then I was just like depressed. I'm like, I canceled my trip. I'm not going to do anything this summer. We're going to be stuck at home. Like, I don't know when this is going to end. And now I'm finally like in a semi acceptance phase that it is what it is. And it's not totally horrible. There is definitely some things that I kind of like about it. Granted, I know I like them in the short term, not in the long term. And almost just like the anticipation of what things will be like going forward. I think a lot of things that are happening now are going to be new norms. And so it will just be very interesting a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, what we learned from this and how everything changes. And so I don't know what I would tell myself a year ago, but at this point, what I've just told myself in the last four months is you can only do what, just keep doing what you know to do. You know, there's nothing groundbreaking about that, but if you literally just keep putting one foot in front of another and you are just constantly pivoting. Like you don't see any of this stuff coming and you would have never planned for it. And so when it finally does come, you just figure it out. That's all (laughs) all I've been doing at least is like, what are we going to do? I don't know. I've never encountered a global pandemic before and all these changes, but here we go. All right. (laughs) This whole time, the thing that's kind of helped me keep hope, like I said before, I struggle with anxiety and this is just made it a whole lot heightened, a lot more heightened. And so just keep two things in mind. The first is we're allowed to grieve 
what we've lost from this, whether that's big or small. Jamie, that's your wedding. You're allowed to grieve that. I have another friend that's getting married and she doesn't know if she is going to have to cancel her wedding or not. And she's been really hard on herself saying, oh, my, I'll play my tiny violin and I shouldn't be complaining, but you're allowed to grieve that. You're allowed to grieve um, not being able to go to work or whatever that is. So I think people just need to be gentle with themselves this in this season that no one's experienced before and just allowing yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling because it's not wrong. We're all just trying to get through. But then also keeping hope knowing that God is faithful and he's kind and he's good and he hasn't failed me yet in all of the things that I've gone through. So this hard season currently, I may not see a way out or how it's going to get better, but I know from my past experiences that God is trustworthy. And so going forward, knowing that he's faithful and he is so, so kind. So I have hope and faith knowing that we'll make it out of this whatever way he has planned when his ways are so much better than ours so we can just look forward with that hope i like that those two things can coexist like being hopeful but also like accepting and just like embracing i guess or just feeling what you're you're feeling at the same time One scripture that I've been hanging on to and reading during this time is found in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, and it says, So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure trials for a little while. For these trials will show that your faith is genuine and that it's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. We are going to face trials. You know, things are going to happen in life. God never promised that our faith journey was going to be easier, that life was going to be easy. But he did promise us that he'll never leave us or forsake us and that he's always got our back. No matter who you are or like what you're, if you're working, if you're not, like what the situation is, is everyone is so drained. One verse that I've been like really clinging on to is um, Jeremiah 31, 25. And it's, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. And it's like just one of those that like, I think every day I just need to like, wake up and be like, okay, like I have, like God is giving me that strength to get through today, whether I'm working, whether I'm not, whether I'm literally in my pajamas, like haven't showered in four days. Like, let's be honest, we've all been there. Like, you know, like no matter what strength I need, like he will refresh me and he will keep me awake and alert. And maybe it's a bad day and maybe I feel like crap all day. And like, I don't feel that, but I like know I know deep down that like that is there and I am being continually refreshed and being continually satisfied like through my savior. Wow, I needed to hear that. And the power that comes with speaking out his goodness, even if we don't see it or feel it in the moment, but speaking out who God is and his characteristics because he is a just God. He is merciful, faithful, gracious, loving, compassionate. God is kind. He is holy, wise, and more understanding than we often give him credit for. We'd love to hear from you no matter where you're at, who you are, or what's going on in your life. Please don't hesitate to email us at hey at we're the echo dot church. This episode was produced 
and mixed by Just Hit Publish Productions. <laughs>